0: Welcome to the Cannecuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Welcome to the Cannecuck Institute podcast. We are so excited today to have Jason Dees here straight from Atlanta. He has just got through teaching the book of Ephesians, and we are so excited to kind of capture some thoughts that he may have today. We're going to be talking about marriage and some ways to raise our kiddos and just Work in an area that seems to be a difficult place sometimes. Yeah. Jason, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Keith. Um, man, I love coming out here. I think I think this might be it's either my ninth <laughs> or tenth year. So wow, I get the gold jacket. Right? You do. Uh, you yeah, sure yeah, do, bro. That's I, awesome. Yeah. And so it's it's awesome to be with you guys. And I'm always so encouraged by you know the ministry that is mm. that God is doing here, and just so encouraged to spend some time with you and, and with your students. And uh, yeah, happy to be on this podcast and and just love the opportunity to to teach Ephesians.
0: That's great. Well, Jason, you know, um, I don't know. Marriage just seemed to be under attack in a lot of ways in today's world. You know, we're so busy. We're so uh, trying to do a good job raising kids. What are some tips that you might give to us, you know, that you might uh, think that Paul gave to you from the book of Ephesians chapter five? Okay. You know, I think,
1: I think you're right I think one of the things that with marriage is we don't understand what it is. Mm. And that's why I think a good study of the book of Ephesians is is really important. Chapter 5 and 6 are really, I think, one of the most explosive sections of Scripture in the Bible. You could kind of outline the whole book this week. You know, Paul celebrates what God has done. He kind of goes through this whole doctrine of salvation in chapter 1. In chapter 2, obviously, it's kind of the famous, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, but you've been made alive in Christ. He... He celebrates what God has done in the gospel. And then he, and then he really starts, you know, applying it. Do you, do you see now how explosive this is? Do you see now that you're you're a citizen of the kingdom of Christ who reigns over the whole world? So there's no, you know, we're all one in Christ. There's no more Jew and Greek. There, there's no more Jew and Gentile. We are one in Christ. There's one spirit. There's one baptism. There's one Lord. The dividing wall of hostility has been torn down. Uh, you know, chapter four, take, put off then the old self, put on the new self. There's, there's. There's this uh, reflection of there's a new identity now because what Jesus has done for us, what he's called you and I to be, is so explosive. Chapter four, there's instructions to the church. The church is growing up into the maturity and the fullness of Christ. We're using our gifts that Jesus has given us to serve one another, to advance his kingdom. And then he comes to chapter five and he says the most amazing thing of all. He says, therefore, in light of all this, imitate God. Mm. You know, I I love, uh, you know, one commentator says it's the it's the highest command that's ever been given. It's it's the highest call that's ever been made. You know, if I said, hey, Keith, I want you to start an incredibly successful institute program and I want you to run one of the Canicook camps for years and years and years. I want you to raise kids and want you to be a good husband. That's a that's a high call. But 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 behind those high callings, there's an even higher call. And it's Keith, imitate Mm -hmm. God. And then, what, and then what Paul does is he kind of, and I kind of write it out this way, he gives us five ways that we imitate God. And he goes through this in chapter five and six. So the first is we walk in love. Mm. And then he gives a warning about, so God is love. We walk in love as we imitate. And then he gives a warning about purity. So we walk in purity. You know, let, don't let any impurity, don't let any sin be named among you. Mm. Then he says, walk in wisdom. Walk, be, be wise. The days are evil. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Be wise in all these things. And then number, uh, the fourth thing that he does, this is verse 18, and a lot of people don't really understand what Paul's doing here. And I'm getting to your question. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's important that we anchor all of this and sure. where Paul starts, imitate God, imitate mm-hmm. God, imitate God. You imitate God by walking in love, walking in purity, walking in wisdom. And then the fourth thing that I think he's saying is don't be filled with drunken, don't be filled with wine, don't be drunk, cause that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the fourth thing is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what are evidences that the Spirit has filled your life? Mm -hmm. Well, he says singing to one another, making psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, greeting one another Mm -hmm. in the Lord, being filled with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So it's it's worship, it's gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to the third thing, submit to one another. Mm -hmm. Be able to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I think this is one of the most difficult things that we have to do in life is there are times in life, Keith, when you are in authority and there are times in life when you're under authority and the way that we exercise these things actually will either show evidence for or evidence against that you're filled with the spirit and they will show evidence for or evidence against that you're actually imitating God. Mm. And so the, the the where where Paul then goes from there, you know, wives submit to your husbands is very unpopular, right? We live in a very yeah. egalitarian age. But I don't think that wives what 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 Christians do with this wrongly. Is they apply a modern ethic to this ancient biblical text. And the modern ethic says that the smart one advances in the company. The strong one advances on the team. The wise one, you know, starts the great business. That's the modern ethic. And so they're in charge, right? The biblical ethic is not like that. The biblical ethic says that there is a design from ages past that God is put forward that he put forward in order to reflect himself, in order to reflect his glory. And he is manifesting that in the human institution called marriage. God is showing us something in the human institution called marriage that is true of his very nature. Mm. And so, if we're going to imitate God, and evidence of imitating God, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, then we act like the Godhead. And within the Godhead, you have three Persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit—they are equal in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the Holy Spirit is no less God than the Father. Jesus is no less God than the Father. The Father is no more God. They are equal in nature, but they have different roles. And so, the Son, in you know, in obedience, not because he's less smart than the Father or less able than the Father, understanding his role, understanding this kind of designated role submits to the Father's will. And you know, we see this idea of rule and submission in all of creation. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. see this idea of rule and submission. I mean, even the way that the atom is made, there's a positive and a negative charge. And they things hold together because the atom, everything holds together Mm -hmm. because of that. So what God has done in marriage is he has created this institution where there's a, a head, someone to be head, and then someone to submit. And that is reflective of his very nature. And so when the wife submits to her husband, what is she doing? She is being like Jesus in the way that he relates to his father. Now, when the husband rightly leads his wife, as we see later in the passage, what is he doing? He is being like Jesus in the way that he loves, cares for, sacrifices himself for his church. And so actually, one of the things I always say to couples is that Jesus is actually the model for husbands and wives. He's the model for husbands in his relationship to the church. He's the model for wives in his relationship to the Father. So I've said a lot there. That's good. That's really good. But but to me, it all gets back to imitating God. Mm. God is saying, I want my nature, my image, my glory to be displayed. And one of the ways that we display that is actually in The covenant of marriage. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Mm, mm. You know, Jason, you said that so well, and and I really appreciate that. You know, there's people out in the audience today that are, you know, they're just struggling. You know, they go, I don't know how to really do that, Jason. It's hard, you know, because it seems like my wife demands something of this, and I don't know if I can, you know, I don't want to submit or or she doesn't want to submit. And so there's the man and woman kind of in this battle. What are some things that you and your wife have done that have that have been kind of us some things you've learned how to do yeah. this and how to help her do that better. You know,
1: uh, let me say one kind of uh, more abstract thing, and then I'll give you some super yep. practical things. You know, I just finished like you say the last thing you talk about is the last point of that triad. So it's walk in, imitate God, walk in love, walk in purity, walk in wisdom. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's all these instructions there. And then the last one is be strong in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And where Paul goes in chapter 6 is he's saying, look, remember, Keith, remember, listeners, yeah. to the Can of Cook and Soup podcast. You're not warring against flesh and blood. We live in a naturalistic age, mm-hmm. right? This is the Enlightenment, right? We live in the naturalistic age. Everything is nature. The Bible says the very opposite. No, no. Mm-hmm. Everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. You are warring against the powers that rule you're worrying it's the devil himself. You're worrying it's all these spiritual forces. I think if we have this over-naturalistic mindset, we have this mentality that we can do it on our own. That we can do yeah. it in our own strength, that we can be strong enough or capable enough. If we understand the, way, the world the way it actually is, the spiritual world, then, then we will humbly submit to God and the power of his spirit every day. Mm-hmm. We'll actually live by the spirit. Mm-hmm. So I think that's number one. Number two, in terms of just practical things, one of the things that's most helped Paige and I is we do this thing called the day date, okay? Mm -hmm. And it started because I was taking her, this is when we lived in Birmingham when I was at Valleydale, and I was taking her to Hot and Hot Fish Fish Company one night, which is a very nice restaurant in Birmingham. I was very excited about the date. Paige was dressed up. I was dressed up. And she starts asking me about what we're going to get my mom for Christmas, okay? And I'm thinking, like, I don't want to talk about what we're getting my mom for Christmas like we're on a fun date. let's talk about something fun let's listen to music but but we were so busy that that, that was like the only time we could talk about those mm-hmm. practical things and so what we started was what we call the day date. We started going to Jimmy Johns I'm not gonna spend a lot of money we're gonna get a sandwich and we talk about various things okay so we talk about our calendar, we talk about our finances we talk about, practical things we have to do. Like one of the things we talked about in the last one is we've got to do our taxes. We haven't mm-hmm, done our taxes mm-hmm. yet. We talk about, and then we talk about our relationship. We talk about it, how we hurt, have hurt one another. We say, mm-hmm. have, I, have I hurt you in any way? And then we say, can I help you in any way? Which is an amazing question, you know, yeah. to get asked. I love when somebody says, can I help you in any way? And, um, and so we have that and we do it, um, you know, every Tuesday for lunch. And sometimes, you know, she says, yeah, you hurt me this way. I mean, sometimes I have to come preparing to get a little wounded because I've not been a great husband. But because we have that, that that creates this time, you know, the the old business adage, you know, you're spending so much time working in the business that you never work on the business. And it's kind of the same thing with marriage. You, you, you know, when you're in the throes, I mean, golly, you know, when you're in the throes of marriage and a lot of your folks, maybe they're out there, they're, they're just getting married, they haven't had kids yet, but you start having kids, they start playing, you know, baseball you know, especially if you're both working. I mean, you're running so hard that it's just hard to make time to work on the marriage. So we've just made this a priority in our lives. And a lot of weeks, uh, you know, a lot of weeks we don't have that much to talk about. We and now we do the lunch at our house. And so it's just kind of a fun time to hang out. So but because we do it every week, we can stay ahead. So some it's weeks great. they're kind of thick with it. Some weeks uh you know is a little thinner. So that's one very practical thing That has really helped us.
0: Mm, That's so good, Jason. You know, help me understand something because, you know, it seems like we all, what you just said, I want to do, but it's hard to do it. Just to take the time to do it. Yes. Just to take time to do it. And then to be honest with that, I really want you to be honest with me to tell me what I, how have I hurt you? Yeah. How have y'all seen that work in your marriage?
1: Well, I mean, I will say that it does, it is a discipline and we will fall out of it sometimes like you do with all disciplines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we do, we will see immediate effects of that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I do think it's something that you have to keep, you know, reminding yourself. I mean, you know, even things like this, I hope this is a reminder to you to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously there, there are times where things come up, you know, I wish that the only time we talked about difficult things was in that safe environment. <laughs> There's things that come up here or there. Um, but we really try to hone that out and try to like dig those things out and ask further questions mm-hmm. and and, and another thing that it's done for us is it's given us time to really work on those. You know, another practical thing that Paige and I do regularly is take a walk together. Mm-hmm. For her, you know, I I am much more like listy. You know, I can like come to that meeting kind of prepared. For Paige, she just kind of has to like, you got to work it out of her a little bit. And so I do think that different people have sure. different types of personalities. And so I, I think you got to understand, you got to try to work on what are the rhythms that that work well for you and your family. But but really the key is creating space and time to keep working on the marriage to treat mm. it like this product because it's so important. It's one of the means that God has given us not only to display Christ in the churches we see in Ephesians 5, but also display the very nature of God himself.
0: Mm. Jason, you have done a great job today helping us just kind of begin to put things in perspective of, you know, submitting ourselves under first and foremost God. And as we do that, it helps us in our relationships with one another. And I want to be his imitator. I want to yeah, imitate him. Right. Christ That's what we're is. called to. Yes, the highest sir. calling. What a great thing. I appreciate that so much because, you know, you're right. The enemy is the devil. It's not each other. That's right. And when we can surrender ourselves under the authority of God, it's easier to surrender ourselves under one another and to walk with God. And so, bro, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your words of wisdom to us today to encourage us, to enlighten us. And so, guys, if you are out there today and you're struggling in marriage or in any part of 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 your life, you know, developing your relationship with your kids, man, go back to God's word. Look at, uh, actually the book of Ephesians. You're going to love that because there's so much goodness there and be an imitator of Christ. Amen. So guys, thank you so much for listening today. We hope you're having a great day and may God bless you richly. Bye now.